You're listening to The Dirt on Dating with your host, Noah Scott. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah Scott, and today, really excited to bring a very cool guest onto the show today. Please welcome AJ. AJ is a 26-year-old flight attendant and a baker currently in a relationship. He loves travel, food, and the outdoors. Welcome to the show, AJ. How's it going? Hi, it's great. How are you? Oh, fantastic. All right. So tell everybody that's, that's listening just a little bit about yourself. What's your backstory and what's your relationship status now? Let's talk about that. So first off the backstory, like I said, I'm a flight attendant. I'm 26 years old. I've been flying for almost a couple of years now. I haven't been flying too much this year because of the pandemic and everything. I'm also a baker. So in all my downtime this year, that's when I've really been focusing more towards that and trying to get that off the ground because I'm very passionate about it. I hope to someday have a cookbook and a show. I do my YouTube channel and everything. So it's been a busy year, even though I haven't worked much. And um, I am still in a relationship. It's only been about four months, but things are going well. We met on Tinder like a year ago. And then we never talked. I don't know why. And then I saw his picture on Facebook and I'm like, why didn't we ever talk? I remember his face. So I sent him a message and we decided to go hiking and then it just went from there. Wow. That's fantastic. And so wait, how long had you guys been like talking before you actually went out? It was a very quick process because we matched on Tinder like, like last year and then didn't really talk. And then I sent him a couple messages on Facebook And I was just asking, what's up? What are you doing this weekend? Because I wasn't working at the time. And uh, he said he was going on a hike. And I just went out on a limb. I'm like, are you intending to go hiking alone? Or can this be like a group thing? And he said he was open to meeting me. And this was like the same day we started chatting on Facebook. It was quick. So met at his place. And then we drove to the trail that we were going to hike. And typical me, I'm quiet at first. If I'm meeting someone for the first time. I don't like to lay everything out on the table right then and there because got to get your feel for the person. But from that day, we spent like every day together (laughs) pretty quickly. And so I'm curious about that because that's the thing that happens a lot. We don't really expect when we're going to meet someone that we're really going to vibe with and click with. And it seems like it's just fate rolls in the door and suddenly you're hanging out every day. Walk me through what you were going through before you met your boyfriend? Like, Were you planning on being in a relationship? Were you open to the idea? What was your mo- modality then? It was completely random. Honestly, I had given up on dating at the time because I've dated every type of person out there and it never really lasted too long. And four months is not a long time either. I get that, but it's more than the typical like two to three weeks that a lot of gay guys will spend together and decide they're over it. And at the time when I met Patrick as his name, I had just gotten out of something that I was invested in, but the other person wasn't. So I got hurt from it. And I was like, I'm over this. I'm over people. And then when I'm not looking or expecting it, I go hiking and then things just click better than they ever have with anyone else. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is something I'm not going to have any expectations because something that always got me hurt in the past was having too many expectations, especially like soon out the gate. I'd be like, I want this specifically. So I'm already going to be thinking, is this going there rather than just enjoying it for what it is at the time? 
And I think a lot of people do that. And that's a mistake in my book because yeah, you might want something down the road, but that doesn't mean you need to label something right now and be like, okay, by this point in time, I want to be here. So is this going to go there or am I wasting my time? It's an easy mindset to fall into, but it's not a good one. Yeah. And I, really want to dive in deeper on that topic of getting on the same page because that's, I think, the ultimate killer of a relationship early on. If one wants to be at one level of commitment, the other is expecting a different level of commitment. And so I'm just curious, how did the two of you, and I know especially in the gay community, having committed monogamous relationship is tough. There's a lot of temptation and I I hear relationships are very common, right? How did, and are you exclusive? Are you open? I just want to hear about how the two of you navigated this process of getting on the same page and saying, we're boyfriend. (laughs) This is how it happened. We are monogamous. And I've always been a pretty monogamy oriented person. I've got nothing against open relationships because I think everyone can define the relationship to what works for them and makes them happy. So I know there's a bunch of different types of relationships out there and I never really throw shade at any of them because everyone can do what makes them happy. That's the point of life. Be happy, do what you want to be yourself and live to the fullest. So I just happen to be monogamy oriented. It's always how I've been because I'm territorial. I'm the jealous type. So I get that we're gay. We're going to notice other attractive people. So it's one thing to notice people and point out, hey, he's cute, whatever, but we're not going and hooking up or anything. We're together, just us two. And I like it. It's been nice. And it's just one of those crazy coincidences where he happened to be the same type of person and Mm. um, he wanted the same thing. He also wasn't really expecting anything. I was the one who messaged him first off. So who knows if we'd even be together if I didn't message him that day and ask to join his hike. Yeah. And I mean, it just worked magically fell into place when, when the past you always wished it would magically fall into place, but never did. And this time it just happened to do that. So it's effortless and that's really nice. All right. So let's spice things up a little bit and just talk about how the two of you, maybe if you can share a story about how the two of you stay connected intimately and you know what you do um, in order to just as you're monogamous, as you're entering a relationship, a lot of times people have this thing where you become friends and then the friendship makes the sparks of romance die off a little bit. Hmm. What do the two of you do to keep things fresh and exciting? It's still a generally new relationship. It's only been four months. So I don't know if we've reached that friendship stage yet. It might happen. It might not. But to this point, it's been pretty effortless in the sense where neither of us have had to think of anything to do to keep the romance or the spark there. It's just there. And Every day when we do anything or just hang out, it's always fun. It's never weird. We never feel like anything is slipping away because it's, we've hung out every day. It's, that's a lot to see a person in four months. Usually I'll see someone a couple weeks for the first month and then we'll hang out more and more. But with him, it was a daily thing from the get go. So things progressed quickly, I think. And that's understandable because Normally, you don't see someone every day. So when you do, you get to know them a lot quicker. And uh, I just noticed that every day I felt the same. I still had the romantic feeling. I wanted to do romantic things for him. He does them for me. And that spark is still there. So if that fades, we'll probably have to get creative. I don't have any doubts or concerns about it because we get along so well. 
But right now we luckily don't really have to do anything to try and keep it there because it's just there. As a baker, you've got all kinds of sweets around. How do you maintain your figure? I hardly eat it because I film my YouTube. I post every Wednesday. So a lot of the times I'm making it to film with or take pictures to post online. And when you're around something so often, you lose your cravings for it. I've worked in bakeries before and I hardly touch the stuff I made because when it's there all the time, you're like, I can have this any old day. I don't need it right now. So I don't really want it. But uh, there are some recipes that I really like. So I'll have a little bit. I try to limit myself because I do want to maintain as healthy of a lifestyle as possible. So I end up freezing most of it so I can enjoy it like over time. Or I'll just try and give it away and let other people enjoy it for me. Very cool. So now the other question I, I wanted to talk about is earlier you mentioned how you have a tendency to be very jealous and territorial. Do you have a story of a time that came out and, and how you how that manifested and then, and then maybe what lessons you learned from that experience? Oh, it definitely didn't go well. <laughs> it's happened a number of times with like people I was just like newly dating and a couple of people who I had dated for about a month. There was one time I was at Target with a guy I was dating and uh, he pointed out to me that there was another guy nearby and he was like, he's really cute. And I got so bothered by it. It was just a simple statement. Look, he's really cute. And I was just like, I'm just here to hold hangers, I guess, because he was trying on pants and I was holding all his pants hangers. And I was just like, I guess I'm just here to hold hangers. So you go have fun with that person. Luckily, he didn't get too upset about it because he was aware that I am the jealous type. Since then, I've calmed down a little bit because like I said, we're human. We're going to notice things we're attracted to. It's only part of our nature. But yeah, it was. I had to laugh at it a little bit later. I'm like, did I really get mad at him for noticing somebody else was attractive? Come on, look at Instagram. Yeah. Our lives. And and there's also just the the appreciation that you know that you are important to this person because otherwise he wouldn't be with you. And also just the self-validation is always key. Like in a situation like that, just you have to remind yourself like, oh yeah, you know what? I'm actually pretty awesome. And this person chose to be with me, even though they have a wandering eye. They're still with me. I think most of us have wandering eyes now. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And then now let's shift gears a little bit and just talk about how things are with the the flight attendant. Because I know traveling, that's another thing. I had some friends that that were in that industry and there's something about hotels plus being in a foreign city. And it, it really is the perfect recipe for affairs to happen. How do you deal with the the 12 a.m. knock on the door? When I started this job, it definitely crossed my mind that I could have fun in other cities and opens that whole door of really enjoying my job in every sense. But I noticed really quickly that it wasn't really my thing. I've had my fair share of hookups and all that, but there are the flight attendants who do enjoy doing that and more power to them. But for me, A lot of these layovers, like I don't necessarily have tons of time wherever I am. And most of the time, if I'm in a fun city, I'd rather go enjoy the city rather than stay in the hotel and do stuff there. I have a couple times, not gonna lie. It's it's not a new concept to me, but most of the time I'm like, you know what? I'm too tired. I'd rather go to bed because before this job, I never valued sleep as much as I do now. God, it became the most valuable thing to me was getting enough sleep. Mm. But when there's people who insist, they're like, you're in town. I never see you. We should. I'll consider it. 
that's really a situational type of thing. How tired am I? That's always my excuse. I'm too tired. Yeah. Got it. All right. So as we're working towards wrapping up here, what would be your favorite dating story up to this point that you have that just looks back and you're like, wow, that was a really cool experience. Okay. So I don't know that it would be a cool experience, but it was definitely the most constructive towards who I am today in terms of being a bit better in relationships. So a few years ago, I dated someone for about a year and it was my first long-term relationship. And I was only like 22. I'm only 26 now, but 22, a lot changes in your mid twenties, pretty much everything about your life. You graduate from college, you start working, all this stuff happens. So it was my first experience with that. And I didn't really know what to expect, how to expect it. And I was just going along for the ride. And I started having trust issues because one thing that's never lied to me is my conscience or like my gut when I'm feeling something. At the time, I felt like I couldn't trust him completely because the first few months were great. And then after that, things started trickling downhill. I started acting really clingy, which I can't even stand clinginess now. So I was doing the things I can't even stand myself. And I started getting messages from people saying he was cheating on me. And anytime I'd point it out, he would turn it around on me and make me feel bad for thinking he would do that. When in the end, he did. I had proof. Um, The truth came out in the end. And it it was hard because he's the one who ended up breaking up with me. Mm. And I stayed with him that whole time because I made the mistake of letting the relationship become my life. Like my life revolved around it. It was my first time with someone like that. I loved it. I didn't want it to end, even though it was hurting me. And I was too naive at the time to admit to myself, I'd be better off without Mm. this. So after it ended, it took me months to recover from that. Like I even got on antidepressant meds because of that. It it messed me up in the head and screwed with my trust for a long time. But I learned more from that than I have from anyone else, just about how to act, how to handle yourself, how to balance your life with your relationship and make it a mutual thing, not a one-sided thing. So that's definitely... I think the most impactful dating experience I've ever had. Yeah, it's very... The, you have to get crushed a few times, I think, to really build Sucks, yourself up. But it, it, yeah. it does a lot to you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just if there's anything, any advice I think that you can give for people that are in the middle of either facing accepting a breakup or going through a breakup, or just like trying to get out of those, those three months of you know recovery zone, sometimes even longer. It was like four for me. God. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've been there. And it's I've been in situations where it's been like a year of just like haunting thoughts. So mm-hmm. what advice would you have to just help people reboot and uh, recalibrate and find their strength again? I'd say if you're going through something, especially as tough as that, even though at the time it may be really hard to think about anything else, trust me, like being there, I'm aware that it consumes your whole day. It's so important to just take a second. And what helped me is writing down everything I liked about my life. Since I lost myself in the relationship, I had to remind myself who I am. What do I enjoy doing? And that's actually when I started my cooking YouTube channel. Like it just, I found what made me happy and it was hard to do on my own, but I pulled through and I did it. So you just have to remember who you are. What are you passionate about? Where do you want to go in your life? This relationship is just a blip. It's a painful one, 
but it's not going to hold you back forever. So you may as well start stepping forward as soon as you can. Wise words, brother. Really appreciate the gospel there. For sure. Gospel of the Lord. <laughs> Very good. Awesome. AJ, it's been, a, it's been an absolute blast having you on the show and just sharing your, your journey, your stories, your insights. Uh, really appreciate it, man. That's been great. Thank you so much. Cool. And how do people find your cooking show? How do people just stay in touch with you? How do they apply to be just your friend or whatever? Everything is pretty much on my Instagram, my links to my YouTube channel, my website with all my recipes. It's all on my homepage just for ease of access. So just look me up on Instagram and you will find everything else. And you are AJ. AJ DiBiego. It's an Italian last name that people butcher all the time. There you go. All right, man. All right. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe. Talk dirty. And we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure.